Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lo Que No Me Dijeron podcast. I'm your host, Karina, and this is episode number eight. For this episode, I'm going to be jumping into our experience placing an offer on the two homes that I last mentioned. Some of the main components that we considered when making an offer were offer price, the cash over appraisal, and possible contingencies. Because this is our first time purchasing a home, and this was our very first time hearing these terms, we definitely asked a ton of questions to make sure that we understood exactly what these terms meant. So I'm going to start off by going through my understanding of these components. The first component of an offer is a offer price or hard cap. This is a maximum amount that you're willing to pay for the home or property. The second component is a cash over appraisal. This is a cash out of pocket amount that you are willing to pay on top of the appraised value of the home. For example, let's say that the house that you want to place an offer on is listed at a price of $100,000. And your offer is $120,000 with a $10,000 cash over appraisal. When your appraiser comes in to look at the home and determine its value, there's three different situations that can happen. One, if the appraiser comes in and says that the house is valued anywhere between 100000 to 110000 then you would be responsible for paying the full 10000 cash over because your maximum is the 120. Now for the second situation, if your appraiser says that the house comes in at 111 to 119, then you would be responsible for paying the difference until you reach your $120,000 maximum. So if it comes in at 111, then you would have to pay $9,000 difference because your cap was the 10,000. But if it comes in at 112, then you would pay the $8,000 difference. If it comes in at 113, you would pay the $7,000 difference. Now for the third scenario, let's say that the appraiser appraises the house for 120, which is your maximum. In that case, because 120 is your maximum, you would not have to pay the $10,000 in cash over appraisal. So your cash over appraisal is letting the sellers know that you are willing to pay an extra $10,000 or whatever that might be on top of the value of the actual home. But at the same time, your hard cap lets them know that you're not willing to pay more than a specific amount. On top of the 
offer price and the cash over appraisal. The third component of an offer are contingencies or conditions. So some of those conditions are often one, requesting the owner to cover a certain amount of repairs if the house needs them. Two, requesting the seller to cover a portion of your closing costs. I'm not so sure how common it might be for a buyer to request for the sellers to pay for specific costs during this market. But because we know that we are in a competitive market, we did not choose to place any contingencies that required the seller to pay for anything on our behalf. The only contingency that we placed was that if in the inspection we were informed of an excessive amount of repair costs, then we would have the choice to not move forward if our offer was accepted. There might be other contingencies that I'm not aware of because I'm not a real estate agent, but those are just some of the ones that I've read about and that I am aware about from my experience. From the last episode, we decided that we were going to place two offers on two out of the three houses that we saw. So after talking with our realtor, he let us know that we had a deadline of Monday at 4 p.m. to submit an offer for the house that was fully renovated and then a second deadline of Tuesday at 3 p.m. for the house with the high ceilings. So Carlos and I took Sunday to really discuss what we felt comfortable offering for each of the two properties and realistically what we would be willing to offer as our cash over appraisal. I feel like the cash over appraisal was one of the things that took us longer to discuss because your cash over appraisal is not something you can cover with your loan. It has to be something you can cover out of your own pocket. So Monday morning, we sent in our offer for the first property and our realtor had to like scurry to write up our offer for us because we only had until 4 p.m. Monday to submit it. And so I think he was able to get it to us by like noonish. But for some reason, my email was not working. So Carlos was able to receive it, review it, and read it before I was. And we spent about an hour trying to have our realtor figure out a way to send it to me. And this is super important because we both have to sign the offer in order for it to be submitted. So our realtor tried to send it to each one of my three different emails and it wasn't working and he was out and about so he wasn't able to figure out a different way to send it to me by the time he was able to get back to his office it was almost two o'clock so I was finally able to receive it because he sent it to Carlos's email and Carlos forwarded it to me but this document was like 20 pages or something 
and we are very detail-oriented people. So there I go, sitting, reading each and every line and asking a thousand and one questions because signing this document was nerve-wracking. There were so many big terms and it was so long. There were so many components to it. So I just wanted to make sure that all of my questions were answered before I finished signing the entire document and sending it over. So with all of the questions that I was asking and how long the document was, it was almost going to be four o'clock. So Carlos and I were slightly panicking because that was a time that our realtor told us that we have to submit our offer by. But due to the technical difficulties, he ended up giving us until 5 p.m. And I literally signed the document and submitted it to him by 4.30. So submitting that first offer was definitely super stressful because we thought we weren't going to be able to submit the offer in time. And there was really nothing we could have done about the email issue. But it was submitted. The owners did receive it in time. And so... All we can do after that was just start working on the second offer. Offer number two was due Tuesday at 4 p.m. Tuesday morning, we sent our realtor what our offer slash hard cap and cash over appraisal would be for that home. And before we were able to send it in, like around noon, he let us know that our first offer, unfortunately, had not been accepted And even though they can't exactly tell you what the offers looked like on the home, he did recommend that we needed to have a more competitive cash over appraisal. For me, I feel like I wasn't sad or bummed out that our first offer wasn't accepted. I feel like I expected for an offer to not be accepted, so... I wasn't feeling too bad about it, but also for me, I feel like our first offer not being accepted was a sign that the second house that we've been looking at and eyeing and waiting to place an offer on was what we should be focusing on. That first house that we placed an offer on was just not meant to be for us. And so... One of the things that the rejection did do for us is that it encouraged us to change our offer for the second home and increase both our offer price and our cash over appraisal. Because we had already set an amount that we would be comfortable with, it definitely was nerve-wracking, especially because the cash over appraisal It's an additional cost that we have to pay up front on top of the additional 5% down payment that we have to make for the type of loan that we chose. And so this decision definitely was anxiety inducing so much that we decided to give Carlos's mom and her fiance a call because... We wanted to make sure that our decision was still reasonable. And so after debating it with them over the phone, 
we felt a lot more comfortable with our decision and decided to move forward. We ended up submitting that second offer before our deadline time of 3 p.m. And when we came home that day, we decided to celebrate having submitted two offers with a beer. And literally as we were pouring our beer, our realtor sends us a message that he needed to give us a call. And so I want to say it was like 6.30 p.m. It had only been like three hours since we submitted our offer. So we were thinking either our offer didn't get accepted already again, or maybe we submitted something wrong. So our realtor calls us and he let us know that our offer had been accepted. And our realtor was super happy and excited for us. And I think he was actually even amazed that we were able to have an offer accepted so quick after only house hunting for like two weeks. But for us, I feel like we didn't know how to process all of the emotions and the idea that our offer had actually been accepted on this house that we had been wanting since we started looking. And so we kind of just went on with our night as we normally would. But the next two days are filled with signing so many documents. You get so many papers. And I think after that second day is when we actually realized that this was real and it was really happening. And some of the excitement started to kick in. I think also because we are aware of how the process goes and how escrow which is closing on the actual home, can take 30 days or longer. And there's different things that can happen with your appraiser and your inspection that we didn't want to exactly get our hopes up. So I think that was one of the attributing factors to us not being super stoked out. Plus the fact that I feel like it takes some time to really realize what's going on One of the things to note is that once the sellers officially accept your offer, you as the buyer then have a specific time frame to submit a 1% earnest money to secure your offer on the home. So in our experience, the title company sends in specific instructions so that you can send that one percent and you know just our luck the company did not have the right account number and so we weren't able to submit the payment by the deadline time but because it wasn't our fault and we had proof that we sent in the payment late due to the technical difficulties on behalf of the title company, we were still able to lock in our acceptance. In addition to the 1% earnest money, in the next couple of days, we had to have a inspection and appraisal of the home done. And so these were also additional expenses. You can choose to pay these costs up front when they are serviced 
or you can choose to pay them at the very end. But if you choose to pay them at the very end, you are charged additional fees. So we did pay for the 1% appraisal and inspection up front out of pocket. And for us, some of the steps that we had taken before to prepare for this is that we talked to our banks to make sure that they were aware of these upcoming transactions in order to ensure that they were going to go smoothly. Because the last thing that you want is for your bank to flag a transaction and then not be able to have it processed in time. There's a series of steps that came after having our offer accepted and closing on the home, but I'm going to leave that for the next episode. So I hope that this episode gave you some insight into what an offer looks like and some of the things that can go wrong in between. And as a disclaimer, I am not a real estate agent and I do not work in real estate. This is just my experience, but I hope that it was helpful. And you can always reach out to me at the lo que no me dijeron dot podcast Instagram page. Mm-hmm.